Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Robin's contact list, a love triangle, and a mysterious family hunts Raven. All that and more coming up right now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz <laughs> Oh, that who picked this? This was the song that was in the beginning of the episode this week. That's really, I'm, you on this Johnny on kids, the spot. Kids in America. Man, welcome everybody to the DC Titans episode <laughs> 2, Hawk and Dove. Um, I'm Evan Mack. This biracial angel next to me is Tyrone. That's me, Tyrone. <laughs> That's actually my, my moniker. Comedian, the comedic Drake, if so to speak. And the aficionado of DC, Miss Chauncey. Chauncey K. Robinson, hey y'all. What up? How you guys doing? How was your week? It was excellent. The, the lead up to the DC Titans was really wonderful, simply because I apologize to the DC Titans people. I, I'm gonna. I owe you an apology. Oh, we, oh, we have to get to that. I want to get your apology, like on tape, recorded, like yes. in yes. the microphone. I, I have to. I need to apologize. <laughs> Last week, I speak your mind. Speak I it. said that the episode wasn't gory enough. Mm. Whoa, was that the understatement for this episode? They heard you, man. They heard me. They they they, they listened to it. the show. They're like, you know what? It should go through his eye. No, no, his eye. <laughs> And also things going in the nether regions. Girl. <laughs> oh, girl, we gonna chop we gonna chop it all up. Okay. So this okay, episode two, Hawk and Dove. We're I guess some people that are not familiar or were introduced to Hawk and Dove. The or, originally were in the comics they were like the two brothers. You know what I mean, Hank and Don Hall, but the, but this is like the new rendition that kind of was formed in the eighties with um, a female, Don and Granger. The, Don, the original Don dies. Yes, the original like Don Hall, the original he he dies. Next thing you know, Don Granger comes up female, and it's this is the rendition. And she dies too. <laughs> what, what is going on in this episode? <laughs> there's a new there's, so this is the new but rendition of Hawking Dove. Exactly, did she die? So first of all, before we chop it up about them, you guys tell me what you thought about the the episode. I thought you know I I felt. Like, it was quiet. Mm-hmm. There was, like, a lot of reflective moments, a lot of flashback going on. I felt that was, like, my main word. It's, like, quiet. Mm-hmm. Like, just quiet. Interesting. I Except felt, for those fight scenes. I felt that it was extremely loud. <laughs> <laughs> it was yelling. It was saying, watch me. Watch me. You don't know what's going to happen this season. Mm-hmm. It, it set the tone. And I realized something we spoke on regarding last week is that, the episodes are shot so dark, mm-hmm. and I realized this week because they're meant to be watched in the dark, mm-hmm. and that gives and leads credence Very to the overall tone. And I got that because this week we had the bit of the jolt mm-hmm. when Raven's uh, Raven's inner soul, demon soul, pounces, and you get that shock factor. Mm-hmm. A lot of those things lead to. The, the ambiance of where you watch the show. And this this episode to me was very loud. It was obviously a lot more violent. Right. But I also see the storyline being pushed, and it's not your typical CW show. And I respect that so much more going into this week. 
the characters. Still not the the biggest Robin fan. Mm-hmm. Still not the so biggest Robin fan. It's not growing on you yet. His character, especially, is playing in a way which he makes you possibly not like him as the person who's supposed to be a protagonist. You should like him the most, right, but. Right. I enjoy the direction of the show overall, and I have to uh, apologize to, to the DC <laughs> Titans producers and writers when I said, you know, I don't think it's violent enough. And they were like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, I know it's pretty good. I, I thought it was very interesting, just, just the development, how they kind of started with Hawk and Dove. And, and when you, and they open that sequence and you see this these different characters. And shout out to your boy, you know, it's, it's Minka Kelly. I don't know if you guys seen her before. Yes. But and my boy, Alan Richmond, if you guys don't remember, he was Aquaman on Smallville, actually. Yes. I did not remember yeah, that. Yeah, okay. he was, call. it was really cool to see him in a DC, like a different DC character, yeah. because way back when he was in Smallville, he, he played Aquaman. He was like kind of like pining for Lois. And it was really cool to see him back, you know what I mean? Just back in the DC universe. So I thought that was kind of cool. But so we kind of opened up on them fighting and, and, and showing like what, what crime fighting actually does to the body and how it's taking its toll. And, and you kind of get introduced to them. So give me your thoughts on those guys, the actors portraying the characters and how they were presented to you guys. Well, I felt that Hawk and Dove were excellent choices casting wise. I really enjoyed the character of Hawk, mm. even though Hawk throughout. 15 F-bombs throughout. <laughs> at some point, there were no reason. Was angsty, Sometimes boy. he would just he would just look at the show and be like, fuck! Do you feel you feel they were kind of like out of place sometimes? I feel like they were utilizing it in order to set the tone that this is not Teen Titans. Right. This is not a children's show. This is not even PG-13 mm. per se. This is PG-16. This is the millennial show. This is the DC Titans show that you've been waiting for, mm. even if you didn't know that. This is more of a movie than a TV show. Mm. And they were trying to set that tone. And with this episode, they were definitely closer than the first episode. And usually pilots are a little rocky. The pilot was trying too hard. This episode, they were a little more comfortable off the bat, which yeah, is really nice. To yeah, like, see. It, you feel like they picked a story or something they were trying to tell. Um, a lot of stuff happened, you know what I mean, in, in this episode. So then you you kind of get to you know Raven and Robin. They're kind of like he he's taking he he put like this he's he's taking them to Hawk and Dove. This is why they set the show up with Hawk and Dove. Sure. Okay, so you know they want to present them and show that they have a kind of a connection. They do the flashback with with those three, and they're really good at what they do. So it's like when you when you see the, how do you feel about the dynamic between Robin and Raven? Are you starting to feel like it's it's like a father daughter thing, or do you feel like it's kind of rocky at this point? You know, they're in the hotel and, and and doing their thing. Like, what do you what's your like take on that so far? I just um well with. The Robin and Ra- I, I actually wanted to kind of go back oh, to no, the go, other go, thing please, because oh, I, I actually had the opposite. I actually liked oh, the pilot back. episode better, better than I like this one. I thought, yes, they seem very, you know, like this is a this is a series now. We're building things. That's fine. Um, I did feel, and maybe it actually probably connects to the Robin Ray. I felt I felt like her like attachment to him was very quick in this. I mean, episode. They, it seemed like she was already kind of like. Don't leave me, kind sure. of a thing do, with him do, already, do and you, I was just like, "Well, y'all just been, y'all just drove to Washington." I mean, do, what happened? Do, but do you think that's part of part of that's <laughs> because of her connection to him in the dreams that she's been having for like like every night? She's she's known him, and that's the that's the concept of an empath or someone who has that connection. You can feel that you know someone very quickly, mm. and mm. also we know Klinger Stage Five, so we know that this <laughs> maybe she's just that person in a relationship. Maybe uh, when you combine. 
I'm 14, right? So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's just, I felt it was already, and, and even, even he was a little hesitant because she was like, you're not going to leave me. He's like, uh, I guess but not. She's but she's also able to feel and sense yes, and has extra sensory I, perception. I felt like mm. it didn't land as well for me. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I get the reasoning. I get the logic of the empath and her having this connection to him because she's been having these dreams. But I, maybe it was more so I was putting myself more in Robin's position where it was kind of like that that kind of hesitancy, like, why are you so... Because he doesn't... It's not two-way for him necessarily just right. yet, even though towards the end of the episode, it was a little bit more like he felt like, I'm sorry, it hurt you, because we got more into that, his whole commitment issues and stuff of that nature. But, I don't know, I just felt like this... And maybe also because I do like the aspect of seeing all the Titans in one episode. It was like, yes, we focused on... And we had to bring in two new characters, and we needed to get to know them. But I... I don't know, I just like the pacing a little bit more of the first, the first one episode. than this next one because but I also understood that we needed there's aspects they have to focus on and that's what we got with this. Um yeah. with the yeah. story arc looming, we have to that's what changed my mind actually. The exact same things that you did not like as much. Mm. It actually changed my mind because now I see they are not just going to throw Titans into situations. They're not just going to create another CW show. This is one where the story yeah. arc is bigger than the group itself the story arc is bigger than the title and i really appreciated it what i saw is a contradiction in relationships so we're and i'm sure we're going to discuss the different relationships that went on of course we had raven and robin that was one then we had hawk and dove that's another one then we had dove and robin which was another one and then we had the repetition of storyline that came through when we had um detective gordon and bruce wayne which is a storyline we're all familiar with where bruce wayne is then comforted by a young officer gordon Mm. and is comforted in in the midst of the death of his parents Mm -hmm. then we have a mental understanding of the the dark knight detective batman the detective known as the detective comforting and and taking in a dick grayson and now we have the modern day where dick grayson's now the detective interesting how history repeats itself and is taking in raven so because of that their connection is understandable here you have an empath who has dreams who's had knowledge who has a esp esp sense of who a person is and can feel connected extremely quickly and we have another situation in the cosmic karma of person who lost their parent comforting someone else right mm. so the people who have that that experience it's a shared experience and so because of that right now dick grayson is all raven has dick grayson has proved to be the savior dick grayson has proved to be the person who believes her that's dick true grayson has proved to be the person who has comforted her and taken care of her and is bringing her and is the person in her hopelessness hopelessness is the only person giving her hope and we and, and we see that when she googles her name and she Googles what's going on, and she sees how truly alone she really is in this, her, the situation that she's in right now. And I think she needs Robin more than ever when she kind of like, you know, checks herself out and sees like, okay, yeah, okay, they got me. I'm on blast right now. You know what I mean? So it's it's she's in a very interesting position. Yeah, she was just clingy. I mean, I, get, I got all of that that y'all were saying, and it's, you know, it made sense. It just didn't. I wasn't very interested. Chauncey, in that. Who, who hurt you? No. <laughs> who hurt you, Chauncey? Chauncey, who? Maybe I'm who tried, Robin, guys. Who tried Maybe to move I in after Robin. a week? Who who tried tried to somebody was like, yo, I know we've been on a one date, but would you want to get married? Hold your hand on the first date. You're like, whoa. Girl. She's like, I'm, she can she have flashbacks, you know yo. <laughs> 
<laughs> but no, so, so, then, so, then, so, then, so then then we go and we see Robin and he gets in his contact list and they did a really cool shot to show who was in his contact list and there's a couple cool names that popped up you know like one was like uh, Donna Troy Donna Troy Donna Troy that you know was who's, who's Wonder Girl, Wonder Girl so yeah. um, so either that's just a clever Easter egg or she might be in the show I know she's, well, she's been cast then well, there you go <laughs> so so that's really a cool setup and then you see um, um, Alfred was in there and who, who he contacts actually and then you see it was really cool like sprinkled out I don't know if you guys knew this like other names were like kind of like visual effects people and like oh. writers and like like so cool like behind the scenes people were in this contact list as well so he makes the call to Alfred he asks Alfred for a favor do you think it was kind of cool did you like this do you like this moment where he's still in touch with someone that's connected to Batman do you think it's kind of cool that they're sprinkling out like a like a, a character such as that or was it kind of was like nothing to you guys I mean, I thought it was cool. I mean, there were some cool callbacks to, like, you know, the fact that I heard Alfred's voice. Yeah, we heard Alfred's voice, which yeah. just sounds the same in every yeah, universe, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. That kind of old English the type. The drill yeah. Oh, whatever. So um, that was cool. Also, Dove had a Superman shirt on. I don't know how that works. I love that. But I love that, though. I'm, I'm so glad you said that. I was like, is he, is what? But I, lo- but I love that. That's, I, love, I love those subtle subtleties about shows, though. She's like, you know, she's like rocking a shirt. Like, she got, like, Target or something. Like <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because it's still Superman. You know what I mean? So I thought that was cool, too. But, but yeah. We, we I, liked, I liked the callbacks. And I like it being within this world that we're so familiar with. And last episode in the pilot, I saw a lot of people saying, well, if you want to separate from Batman, why do you keep bringing up Batman? And the concept is they, the tone is distancing itself from Batman right. but it's not separating itself mm. from Batman because it's still ba- listen, he, well, Batman listen Batman is shaped yeah, Batman, Batman is, shaped is the catalyst to a lot of these things Absolutely. and the dark tone of this show is not Superman-esque it's Batman-esque this is clearly a spinoff of a Batman concept right so there is no distancing yourself from the originals the originals of Batman Superman Wonder Woman we know them so well bringing it into that world who doesn't like Alfred? Al- Al- Alfred is is Jeffrey. Okay, <laughs> who doesn't like Jeffrey? Like if you're a bad French, person, right? if you don't like Jeffrey, True. you're a bad person if you don't like Benson. You're a bad person if you didn't like Mr. Belvedere. Like who don't like the Butler, yeah, man? Exactly. The, the, the and nice now butler. you're a bad person if you don't like Alfred. Alfred <laughs> has always been the pillar of stability, and this is why it's interesting. Is because Dick Grayson doesn't call Bruce; he calls Alfred for the favor, mm. and that's what the pertinent piece of information is is i don't call bruce but i will call alfred Mm -hmm. and i I, and to make sure that alfred kind of understands alfred's always been the easy one to go to alfred's always been almost like the mom and the mom and dad yeah he's a nice parent oh god good parent (laughs) calls alfred and goes it's just a one-time thing kind of like a college kid would be like mom i need to borrow some money Mm -hmm. but but it's just one time and parents are almost sometimes extremely happy to do that because it means you you still need them. They want to feel needed. And Absolutely. Alfred liked feeling needed. Absolutely. It's good stuff though. So then we get a then we get a couple like, you know, we get a flashback between, you know, like the you know, the trio, you know, of Hawk and Dove and, and Robin and you see how they work together and then all of a sudden you start seeing this kind of dichotomy of what was going on with between you know what I mean, between the lines a little bit, so to speak. What what was your guys like your thoughts on them kind of starting starting something here pretty early as far as like Robin having Kind of have a connection with Dove, and in, in in before like no, it was a past or it was currently. You didn't know if it was like during the time they were like hawking over together. What was your thoughts on that whole dynamic they were trying to set up? I I thought it was fine. Um, it was one of those things where I was a little confused because um, I it seemed 
they did a flashback to four years ago. So they, I, I guess, they were a little bit more of the rebel kids or mm-hmm. whatever. And then he'd go off and fight with them. And I guess I was trying to fit because Hawk said they had been together for three and a half years. Mm-hmm. So does that mean? So that's why I was trying to figure out timelines because I was like, was she with Robin? Before, like right before yeah, that's what she I got together. That, and it well, seems, it seems like Hawk, four years and then three and a half Yeah. Years. So it seems like maybe Hawk has some residual sort of, well, Hawk seems to have a lot of animosity with Robin. And I don't think it's necessarily a love triangle in the sense of, because I didn't get the vibe from Robin's end that he was like in love with Doug. I don't know. I didn't. Get, I didn't get that vibe. I thought it was like I care about you and everything of that nature. But he definitely wasn't trying to come between that. Relationship. Oh no, no, not now. But I'm saying in the before. Oh, yeah. Before and there was. I because think he had a thing for. Her. I think they were attracted to each other. But I don't think because it's almost like she might have settled for Hawk though. It's almost like she because because she was with Robin first, and because she she went with Rock because Hawk because Robin was like meh. You know what I mean? I, I can't be. I can't be with somebody. He did the Bruce Wayne thing to her. You know what I mean? Like I can't be in a relationship right now. So then she fell in. She fell in this thing with Hawk. That's mm-hmm. what the, that's what they were trying to like present to you. Yeah. You know. You know what I mean? So I think there was. I think he's he had a little beef with him because he still feels like there's something there. Like Hawk feels like there's something between Dove and Robin, whether there is or not. So I think he's always going to have that kind of chip on his shoulder about Robin, no matter no matter how well they work together. I think there's always going to be something something there. Some, some American, unspoken tension. American Gollum said Hawk sucks at his job. They caught him twice in terms of just <laughs> listen, man. Your boy, your boy, listen, your boy got back problems and like concussions and like broken stuff and hip problems. Like what you want him to do? He's a, he's, he, got, he got real messed up. He got now. real messed. <laughs> Come on, he, he does his thing. He like he's just over, you know, over. You know, he's trying to like prove himself still. You know what I mean? I think for me also. I just wasn't feeling like I don't know I just once again it was like that quietness but then I I like romance plots sometimes mm-hmm. and then other times I'm like is this necessary for this episode like I got it that we needed it to kind of figure out why Robin has you know like the commitment issues and, and whatnot. To go over that, yeah. yeah so maybe that exemplified that mm-hmm. his whole thing of being with her and then needing to go even though they were all friends and together but I also was like, eh, I don't know if I really care for Doug, like, just giving him googly eyes this whole episode. Every time she looked at him, be like, you know. And it was just like, okay, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, fine. Let's not draw this out. Thoughts, Tara? <laughs> Thoughts, sir? Chauncey, who hurt you? Listen, <laughs> no one like, hurt me. That is, Maybe I hurt That should have been the teaser at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> I should have teased, who hurt Chauncey? DC Titans here's, starts now. Here's the, here's the thing. <laughs> The relationship between, first, let's examine Hawk and Dove mm-hmm. are clearly, they're a little more loose than Batman is and how Batman would like. Right. Batman's a very, he's you very strict, know. he's very he, he's very rule-oriented, Protocol, he brother. likes to be the one who dictates how things run. And so we see Dick Grayson as Robin join Hawk and Dove knowing that this is something Batman would not like or or approve of and doing so because he's being a rebel he's showing his beginning seed of distancing himself from batman this is the beginning and that's where that relationship comes to play and it's very interesting to see his fighting back then was very still batman and it it changes obviously to the fight at the towards the end of this episode in which in which dove becomes very aware of the change in, in robin in that manner but Going back to the beginning, they were it was it was youthfulness. It still had passion. They still wanted to be out there. They found it fun in a lot of ways. This wasn't something they were doing purely to help the world. They enjoyed what they were doing, yeah. and you could tell 
Robin goes out on his own to do this. Dove and Robin clearly had a physical attraction. They were together in that capacity. Sexually, there was some type of lust, some type of desire between the two. Clearly, Dove's emotional state was more than Robin would allow. And we see that Robin's not allowed to, uh, not able to connect to Raven on that, on a level is having a hard time, wants to, but cannot. Mm -hmm. And that can be an offshoot of also being raised around Bruce Wayne. And that's his standard of love. Bruce is, is notorious for cutting the women he loves off from his life or keeping them at distance. Absolutely. Then you see one with Dove and Robin has to choose between the life or her or their life and chooses his life. So I don't necessarily think that Dove settles for Hawk. I think Hawk is the person who she there's I love you and then I'm in love with you. And as much as she shows so much love and care and affection for for Hawk, we see something else for Robin. We see the same thing, for example, in Hunger Hunger Games, where she has two suitors yeah, that she does. cares for. Exactly. She truly cares for both of them. You Absolute, couldn't tell absolutely. me that there's not something. However, when one changes, there becomes a change in, in two. I think it was absolutely necessary to have shown the Dove-Robin dynamic because it A, gives Hawk, now that we see that Dove is at least, if nothing else, extremely injured. It gives Hawk a reason to join the quest to find Hmm. and indemnify Raven. It also shows why and who Robin is as a person. But it also, and this is the most important, they're setting up a Titans in which it's a real world. These are real world heroes. We've seen before in the CW shows, the heroes... Arrow is the closest one, but the other shows, the heroes are above reproach. Yeah, they're they're just good people, and uh, I know what you you're know, saying. Supergirl's good, and and you know, it's kind of like Voldemort is always bad. Whatever the whenever you see a villain, not these. These are flawed. These are throwback to the Dark Knight Batman, not the not the cartoony Batman. Flawed, talking about yeah, flawed heroes. Yeah. Flawed with, heroes. I, I love, and I love that. It, it to me brings you closer to who they are, and like they, when you humanize them like that, you know. Yes. What I mean? Yeah. I think that's a pretty cool thing. So we get. So now we have that Robin uh, takes Raven to them. Now, now at this point, did you guys think that he was going to drop her off there? Do y'all think this is going to be like a like a thing? You thought he was going to be like, okay, y'all, all right, peace. Is that is that thing that was going to happen at all, or when did y'all figure out that he was like planning? To be like, yeah, I got things to do. You know, just take this, take this money, and I'm out. When did when did you guys kind of realize what his plan was? Um, I actually that wasn't top of mind for me. Mm-hmm. And watching it, I figured he was trying to figure something. Out. I yeah. didn't know exactly where where he was going me with either. this, you know. And then it was a whole thing about calling Alfred and getting money and stuff like that. And that's when I mean, honestly, when Duff said it out loud, I was like, oh, that was what. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I was like. Oh, and maybe it took her to kind of know, in knowing him to see what he was about to try because she sensed she was like how are you taking on a kid you know what i mean so she kind of already peeped that he was probably thinking about she was surprised that he was trying to give her to them though it was like us like of all people so i mean it just shows his his small circle of friends Absolutely. that he thought that that would be a good choice well they do have a really big place in dc you don't understand that rent must have been oh, eighteen thousand oh, yeah. dollars a month y'all see that spot that spot's off the chain little yes. rooftop with the doves and everything but at the same time he, he trusts them though yeah they, they're too. trying to show you despite all of that despite all that tension between him and hawk he still 
trust them enough for Raven because he does. I think Raven does still have feels like some kind of connection toward towards Raven to the point where he does care about her well being. He yeah. trusts Dove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he trusts he Dove does. and knows Hawk will do the right thing, yeah. even though he's kind of a brute and aggressive. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he trusts Dove, and Dove is clearly a nurturer. Yeah. Dove is a carer. Dove is in that way very stereotypical of the feminine role that plays in on television so she is the consummate and even then we also see another stereotypical way of writing where it's the woman who's choosing between two men and that's something that plays a part all the time in a way that that there is a love triangle whether it's for emotion or not we see this play out every time we look titanic notebook there's always these two men and there's a woman who must choose what's best for her or what's best for her heart that's why i always liked archie that's interesting. That's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> the between Betty and Veronica flipped it on its head. I mean, I, I do agree with that. I I would say not even like the choosing part. It was more so like look at Dub having to do this emotional heavy lifting for both of these men in a way. Although I actually and once in this episode I actually liked Hawk more than I liked Robin as well because he was a little bit more straightforward. Mm-hmm. Like he told you what he was thinking and Robin Rock. was doing this. Yeah, nowhere, nowhere. He was doing this. He was doing a lot of calculating, you know. And I mean, that's typical. It's kind of shady, of mm-hmm. course. But he, of course, he also couldn't lie yeah. to Rachel because she was like, "I can sense when you're lying." Like, she, so he got he got, he was able to lie to her the one time in the car, though. And that's yeah. why she was like, you must be really good at lying. Because she didn't pick up on him when he was like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to leave you at all. You know? And then like she kind of was like, oh, wow. He's actually able to. <laughs> he actually was I mean, he to... got us. He got one. <laughs> yeah, no, he had me, bro. I, I didn't know he was going to I was like, leave her. I was just drop her off. Like... <laughs> not even dro- drop her off, though. Not, I think we need to understand he's going to drop her off. Like... <laughs> You know, that was some, that was some like absentee father. Like, you know, are you like, good? Are you good here? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I, I, okay. Baby, I'm, I'm going go to go get, store. I'm going to go to the store and get some cigarettes. I'll be right back. Is that right the store? Is that the store? So, so before, before I get totally offside, sidetrack, they, um, we were kind of introduced to probably the villains of the season, I believe. They're, sure. um, they're, I'm, I don't want to reveal who they are because they, because the show didn't tell you who they are yet, but they're in, uh, they were kind of premiered in 1985 comic, The Outsiders, number one. And, um, you should just tell people. Who I don't want to tell but they're gonna watch that's, like the show. that's the whole alert. point of watching this oh, show. Oh, but it's like, but not because it's an after show. It's episode two. If I tell them who they are before they reveal, man, listen. Okay, okay. It's called the Nuclear Family. The Nuclear Family. <laughs> and they're really, um, they they, they kind of remix them a little bit. They there there's a dog and there's like uh, small smaller children in there, but they kind of just made them very kind of like a basic basic family. But they um, they. They're awesome so far. You know what I mean? I mean, they're, they're just like a group of serial killers who go yeah. around. It was very... It, I love the way they premiered the them. Outsiders. It was very interesting how it worked out, the nuclear family. It's, it's I mean... What do, you, what do you think about the villains they have chosen for the show? I, I, they are so ubiquitously white... That they were scary <laughs> when I watched them. I know I was scared. They were like, and the mom, mom, scared me to death. Well, look who's here! <laughs> it was that face. If you remember that scary movie with Liv Tyler, it was just, uh, it was just so. They were just so calm at every turn mm-hmm. that you could tell something was about to happen. And, and when you see people who are like that, it's like, oh, some shit's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and that was and, them. And they're good at their job, too, apparently. They, actually- <laughs> they were very good. They hunted down everyone. They clearly, it looks like they killed Detective Amy Warbach, who 
we just got a glimpse of. She was extra dead. She looked extra dead. So because you know there was the debate of is Dove dead? Is well, she looked dead. The one I don't think she's dead. So okay, tell me your tell me your thoughts on on the family, the premiere of the family, the, the villains they've not. chosen for this show because they DC has a million of them and they chose these. Well, I think they may be an aspect of it. I did do I did read that there was going to be a big bad, but that it's not what people think. Mm-hmm. That's what I read. Mm-hmm. So I think they they're definitely going to be around. I thought they were. I mean, I thought they were interesting, but I do wonder, like, how deep you can... I mean, it's kind of obvious, kind of, what they are and their whole psyche, psyche. So, I would kind of want, if they, if we were going to do a big bad for the whole season, maybe someone a little bit more... They might be bleeding to something like that. Yeah, so something like that. They were fine, though. They they caught me off guard. I mean, I knew something was off with the kids. Mm. The, like, the Monopoly game. The scene. <laughs> yeah, who like, plays yeah. Monopoly with two people? <sighs> I was just like, exactly. serial killers. Yeah, exactly. that, that game already Sociopath. goes on forever. Two, two people? Two people? Good Lord, that's like an eight days straight game right there. <laughs> <laughs> Monopoly is long-winded. Um, so you were saying something, you were saying something else about, um, you were saying something right before I ridiculously cut you off. But, but as far, <laughs> but as before, but as far as the, the family goes and, and them actually succeeding in their task and taking Raven, like, what do you, what are your thought processes on what's going to happen? Who do you think made that call to, to them? Do you have any, like, early... Like- Whoever this Illuminati family yeah. that we're looking for <laughs> clearly made this call. As villains, they are great now villains. They are great now because they're so one-dimensional, it cannot play out for an entire no story way. arc. No However, yeah. this show has seen has shown a propensity to be able to get rid of people that are not needed to further the story arc, mm-hmm. so I'm not afraid of what's yeah. going on. I, th- as I was saying in the beginning of the show... The second episode has given me a lot of faith in the show. Moving forward. Moving forward. I, this, you compelled me to be impressed. You understand story arcs. You understand byline. You push things forward. You're not afraid of keeping people around, which is why Dove may or may not be alive in the next episode. You're not afraid of changing things up. And <laughs> we we saw Robin, honestly, a Robin who straight lied to a 14-year-old. To her face on something that you wouldn't think <laughs> that you would up. ride. You would a Robin would lie to. A Robin the Robin we've known would would never have done this. Mm. But this isn't the Robin we know. This is the real Robin. This isn't the Hawk and Dove we thought we knew. The the seemingly very liberal or progressive brother or even when it became a relationship duo where one sexuality was in question or not. Right, it's right, not right. the Hawk and Dove we know. This right. is, and even though their costumes, I was not impressed with their costumes. By the way, their costumes did seem a little, a little Watchmeny, cartoony. The, I've always been on that. The tone is very Watchmeny. Their fight scenes mm-hmm. are very Watchmen. The way the characters set up, even the way they're very realistic, is very mm-hmm. Watchmen. Even this relationship setup is is one we've seen in Watchmen almost. Right? Do you, do you, do you like the fight? Put it like this: Is it is that a bad thing? Or you like I, it? I loved the movie Watchmen. It's one of my favorite, personally, favorite too, movie, movies um, and movie adaptations. So I really enjoyed it. Even when it came out, no one was on it because they were coming off Batman and it wasn't Batman. So I enjoyed it. So so do you enjoy like that seeing that portray in a different different show or do you think that's you should have just stick with Watchmen or you do you like that they're trying to kind of take the artistic style away from it a little bit? I think it I think it makes sense for this show. Okay. For the tone of this show. What about you, Chauncey? I was well, I actually when Dove came on, I did make a note. I said the feathers look fake. 
sort of. <laughs> I mean, of course, they're fake feathers, but, but I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't care for a caper. I was just like, what, is this? what are these colors? They look like? impractical, too. <laughs> we are using, those just seem like they're heavy and bulky. Right? And I'm just like, what is, what is, and she's flipping. And I was like, mm. and Hot's costume, <laughs> Hot's costume also seemed like, eh. Yeah, it like, wasn't, I wasn't impressed. I mean, I like Robin's costume. Yeah. And I think maybe because it's the coloring and yeah. stuff, because that just seems more real world like. To me, and theirs just seemed like, why that brighten it? What is, you know, it just seemed, yeah, I wasn't feeling it. I was actually going to say Sky Patterson in the chat when you were asking about the nuclear family. They actually said, I believe the nuclear family is a connection to the Court of Owls, who are a wow. secret society of in Gotham, Gotham City. Hey, the high elite. society. Shout, elite, elite. shout out to Sky, man. The elite. Um, I, I think, yeah, that's. Sky's thinking big. I've been applying <laughs> to the House of Owls for many years. Nothing. I, I have a cousin I'm ready to sacrifice everything. But no, nothing. Nothing. I've been applying. No one likes me. But I do think that all of you after buzzers, That's our network produces after shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there is no network that works harder to serve television fans. I promise you that. But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing, actually subscribing, not just just watching, we appreciate it, but please subscribe to our channel. YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be, because they're optional. You just turn them right off. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel, and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments below. We love hearing from you. We do. And we'll thank you on air. For now, thanks for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. Thank you very much for that. Actually, shout out to The Flash earlier. Someone who was named The Flash in our chat. Oh, that's what I was like, The Flash? Barry Allen? <laughs> What's up, Barry? I was saying, he said that, uh, they said that they actually subscribed to our show well, and so many other shows you. and this show and so thank you for that The Flash and if you're listening on the podcast please rate <laughs> rate us five stars even if you don't feel that we're five stars just rate us five stars just rate us five stars help a brother be benevolent <laughs> be benevolent so, so before I kick it over to you Chauncey so is is Hawk I'm assuming is Dove dead is she dead I don't think she's dead unless someone unless there's a funeral unless there's the body afterwards she I gotta still, see the body she was yes she was still breathing <laughs> The, she was sputtering blood, of course, and it's like, well, how do you survive that? You fell from a thing, but then there was also, you know, some crow, some I raven, think, raven, mm-hmm. yes, who was there and stuff. So, and I doesn't she have like healing abilities or something? She's supposed to. I didn't see any superpowers within Hawkins. That's Dog. what I was. That's what I was getting and to. They, yeah, they, they, we saw the nuclear family. They took an injection. Yeah, and that injection is some obviously some type of steroid power and booster immunity thing yeah and we saw that they had at least superhuman strength uh besides their superhuman resolve to kill people seriously because they threw the mom was able to throw dove very easily and effortlessly so high and off the building dove landed now i'm not a doctor but i've played one one on tv TV. (laughs) and when i played one i realized that concussions of that magnitude when your head hits the pavement from that height. Now, I will say this. They were in Washington, Mm D.C. And you may not know this, but buildings in Washington, D.C. are not allowed to be taller than 555 and a half feet. You just dropped a bomb on this whole chat. And and the reason why that is is because the Washington Monument must be the tallest building in the entire nation's capital. And if you do check over, that's you can see that above everything. You can always you really see that above can. anything. So this building cannot be 
that substantially high. That being said, she was thrown off the roof of a building. So, they didn't <laughs> seem like they were in a three-story building. This Robin Robin came down at least four story four four stories from what I could tell, stair-wise, which means that at least four floors is she still alive? Possibly. Had she yes. landed on her legs, broken her legs, it's painful but still possible. And we've seen that these heroes do get hurt. How Hawk obviously has pain. He has back problems. He has injuries. The same way we saw in The Dark Knight Rises when Mm -hmm. Batman is unable to do certain things and has to get back into the swing of things. Mm -hmm. This was going to be their last job and they were going to get out. Apparently, they're also taking money. So we see another real world aspect where they need money to keep this going. Sure, they take down the bad guys, but they also are robbing the bad guys. And I think that Dove, it would not surprise me if she was dead. I would prefer if she was alive. I started really liking her in this episode. She's very easy on the eyes, very smart, just a good character to have in contrast to everyone else we've almost seen. Right. She also seemed to be the only one that had a real connection with Raven, with Rachel. So Truly. I would love to have her on the show. But if she was dead, given the tone and standard of the way they're portraying it, it would not surprise me. Mm. Hey, so you, so you think she's dead? I don't think she's dead. No, just so <laughs> <laughs> she dead. Listen. So, anyways, let me. She's kick, not dead, dead. Let me kick it over to the lovely Johnsy for the news and gossip. News and gossip. Portion. Well, um, Geoff Johns teases that we might see an LGBT hero for next season because, as we know, uh, the season. Two was greenlit already. And so executive producer Geoff John has teased that possibly that the show's sophomore outing will feature a gay hero. TV line asked John John's if LGBT if the LGBT character would appear on the show. And he said, of course, he responded. There's one Titan that already is gay that we've talked about bringing on probably next season. Hence, um, from that led to people thinking it would be Miguel Jose Barragon. The bunker. Uh, yeah, also known as Bunker. The character first appeared in um, Scott Lobdell and Brett Booth's 2011 comic Teen Titans number one. The character is able to create construct- constructs much in the same way as Green Lan- Lantern. So we might be seeing him next season. Well. Wow. Anna Diop teases more background on Starfire and Blackfire possibly showing Ooh, up. Interesting. In a recent TV line interview with the cast, uh, our very own Starfire was asked, are we going to get a story arc about Starfire's um, Tarmarian heritage? Did I butcher that, y'all? I think you did a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe <laughs> even good. a Blackfire appearance. Wow. To the former, um, Diop freely avowed, um, yes, yes, we are going to get into that. And in part of fl- flashbacks, but also we might be seeing Starfire's sister. Um, and she said, you will have to wait and see. Which though. we may so have already she... seen. We may have seen Blackfire not knowing, assuming that it was Starfire. I don't think so. A lot of people I like feel that that's I like the that theory. A lot of people have been been teasing or hinting, possibly, when I started a conversation in our thread in yeah. the comments. I was like, maybe it's Blackfire, and a lot of people jumped on that conversation and was like, yeah, I, we thought it was Blackfire. I think that would cause too much controversy because of the fact of everyone, you know, those who defended her casting yeah, yeah, yeah. being a black woman and stuff to kind of, I feel like some people might feel that was a cop out to not make her the true star. No, no, no. She would just oh, be both. I know she would just mean. play both. Oh, Ella, Emma Frost, who plays on the gifted is all three 
of the Frost Sisters. Okay, so, she, that's true. so we so saw Blackfire okay. and thinking it's Starfire, but with oh, her callousness. And now she's going to go head to head with Starfire, who's going to also be played by Anna Diaz. Okay. And they're going to go head to head. I think she's Starfire, though. I think oh, I, I know what you're talking. Like I mean, I, the Starfire we've seen, I think that is Starfire, actually. Um, la- uh, also, will Dick Grayson become Nightwing? You know, there's been hints oh, at God, hints at it. God. And <laughs> DC Titans writer Akiva Goldsman answered, that's the long game, uh, with season two also being greenlit. Our whole first season is an origin episode, the birth of the team. Um, added Geoff Johns, obviously Dick Grayson's evolution from Robin and Nightwing is a big part of his character, and at some point he will evolve into that. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, that character has appeared in various incarnations with the Nightwing identity most prominently being adapted adopted by Dick Grayson when he moved on from his role as Batman's uh, partner of Robin. So we may be seeing that. And then lastly, for everyone talking who had talked about Starfire's outfit, there has been um, Titans, Starfire, and Raven get their classic costumes in the new behind-the-scenes um, footage that came out this uh, past week. Um, And the latest episode of DC Daily featured a behind-the-scenes reel. And in that reel, there's two two, uh, instances where you see Starfire's classic suit. It's kind of far off, but you, you see it. And then also Raven's whole hood thing. That she has on, so Dope. so people who have been asking for it, your prayers may be answered. Hmm. Interesting. Well, thank you, Miss Chauncey. Welcome. So we got we got a special segment that you kind of created. We that. do. We I have a special segment, and I'd love for this. everyone down below in the comments <laughs> below to join us. Remember, this show isn't just for us; it's for, it's for all yeah, of us. It's, we're all on the show together. The special segment I'd like to propose is that each <laughs> of us take a scene, a single scene from. This episode's in episode two, and it characterizes who you are as a person. Not overall, not all the time. However, just a a lot of times. For example, if you've ever seen the meme of Kermit just sipping the iced tea, I've (laughs) always felt that that's me. That's the inner spirit animal of me. Well, let's take a scene from this episode and... Designated as our scene, Chauncey. I'd love for you to go first. <laughs> it's the scene where Dick Grayson knew, lies and it. drops her off. For no- Apparently, <laughs> man, just drops the twenty G's. Like here you go, okay. hoes. Making it right. I actually was going to say that, <laughs> but uh, like the car scene, you know, it was like she's like, you know, you're not gonna leave me. And he's like, yo, we just <laughs> not just met, but it was like. Mm, no, he kind of felt pressure to do yeah, that, yeah. Oh, and he I felt, felt yeah. I felt that I felt that tension. You felt that, of course. I, of course. Yeah, I was like, hmm, that that I sensed that. I you felt saw- like Drake, like I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> you felt that. You felt that. <laughs> Chauncey, who hurt you? Nobody hurt me. That is the delicious. Maybe I'm the hurter. Hmm. Oh, you see, that's, that's a twist. That's scarier. a twist right there. That's a twist, that's not, that's a twist right there. That's not a twist. It's not hurt people, hurt people. There <laughs> you go. She was a little, was a little monkey wrench in the whole thing. She, this whole time, she was the herder. Too. You didn't see that coming, did you? Mm. <laughs> I know. What is your What is your scene? <laughs> my My scene is when Robin comes and saves the day mm. after being right and. Hawk and Dove were like, oh, looks like Robin was wrong. And you could tell Hawk has been waiting to do that since he's very jealous oh, of yeah. the relationship between Dove and and Robin. And then <laughs> he gets shot. <laughs> and if it wasn't for Robin, it looks like definite doom. He might not have had genitalia after this. God, Robin God. comes, saves the day, and then he goes, 
You're welcome. Oh. And that's a Tehran thing to do. Like, you're welcome. I love that he said that. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's great. He really didn't have to because it was and already, like, implied. And then tea. <laughs> he was, like, implied, and he still said it. He I, said it. I love that. But, my, you know, mine just very basically is the part when Robin was hitting up Alfred for, for money because I do that to my father, like, at least once a month. You see what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, this is a one-time thing. Like, <laughs> one time, one time, listen, I, I just felt Robin. I'm like, yo, it's a one-time thing, Daddy. I need you to hook me up real quick. I'm trying to go to Comic-Con this year. <laughs> Can you uh, send me a couple bucks? PayPal. Like, I got you. So I felt, I felt like my dad is the Alfred, and I was robbing in that scene. That's my scene for this week. I'm gonna come. I, I, I like this game. We're playing I would just here. like to remind everyone, Alfred's not the one with money, <laughs> right? He, 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 he had access to twenty thousand dollars. That twenty thousand dollars didn't come from Alfred's personal <laughs> bank account. I just, I just like that he has access to Master Wayne. Even though you know? <laughs> whatever Alfred. A salary is it's clearly yeah. he's getting underpaid but, underpaid but you know but, it's all in the bank though you know yeah. he's never spent a dime because yeah. he lives in this mansion he just he's, yeah he's just everything he <laughs> he just he's richer than bruce right stacking chips oh, man really? he's stacking chips so uh before we get up at, oh Charlie, i was gonna say in oh, the chat, chat some people played along with our special yes. segment um nas said the nuclear family is my emotions and that detective is a well-being is is my well-being is this my is well-being yes, yes. And then I think someone said I, I probably lost it. My bad, guys. You good? Um, yeah, that was one about the nuclear family. And American Gollum said, "There's no pineapple on pizza. Raven is not having it, and so am I." That was real talk right there. He was like, <laughs> he's like, obviously. That's the same. <laughs> and we also remember something very cool is how Raven was watching Game of Thrones. That once again, it's a throw to everything's happening. It's happening in the world, so Ooh. it's like in the real world. It's in the world we live in. It's it's very it's parallel. It's a parallel world. It's not the super uh, super hero world. Right. And I like this a lot. So before we get out of here, um, thanks for everybody in the chat. Thank you for reading the chat, Chauncey. I appreciate it. Everybody, please keep on being interactive. We love when y'all chat with us. Um, really quickly, DJ, you can kick that prediction button real quick because we can just give really quick predictions. Yeah. And now you're after Buzz. My prediction is that we will get Starfire next episode because I really missed her. Yeah, me too. And I wanted I want to see her finally interact with yeah. uh, Robin and and Raven. So, well, my prediction is we never find out who hurt Chauncey. And <laughs> I just want to know now. I want to know. Can we like build that? We up will never to the end find out. Season. I also <laughs> predict that we get Starfire back, mm-hmm. and we get. We have to see Beast Boy. Yes. Beast Boy has to come back. There has to be a reason he was teased. I, I couldn't imagine them going another episode without him Seriously. entering. And clearly they're on the search for for Raven, who I do think we will also get back. So here we have a meeting of, mm-hmm. of all the minds. The biggest prediction is if you're saying Dove is dead or not, I'm saying Dove is dead. You're saying she's not. <laughs> nope. We'll find out. I hope she's not dead. I hope Seriously. she's not dead, but I could see her being dead. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm with you with the Beast Boy thing, and I also want to see the status of Dove, just to make sure he's all right, um, and just just kind of keep that going. I want to see a little bit of Beast Boy, I want to see his personality, I want to see his interactions with everybody, I want to see the team perhaps get together. So nothing nothing too crazy for me, but I do want to see the status of Dove. And I think we see it. a little more about Raven's upbringing, because right. they touched on it this episode. Right. And she starts talking about when she was alone and something, when the first appearance of her inner demon came and how she acted i think we actually go there or see there it has to play cool all right appreciate y'all man thanks, thanks for so thanks much for, thanks for hanging out with me for a little bit yes. 
So, yeah, guys, we will see you all next week. Um, I am Evan T. Mack. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Evan T. Mack. My lovely uh, co-host, please put yourself well, over. Well, I'm the love. No. Both of y'all are lovely. <laughs> We're both lovely. Yeah. We're both lovely. Put yourself over, y'all. You can find me at Miss Chanta KR on Twitter and also on my YouTube channel, self-titled, but also called The Twisted Girl Next Door TV. And I'm, of course, Tehran all across the board. I am Tehran, I-A-M-T-E-H-R-A-N. Find me on After Buzz on a bunch of the DC and Marvel shows, as well as at the Laugh Factory every Monday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Dope. Come out, show support, have some fun. Cool. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.